0: Welcome back to another episode of the Balcony Shadow Podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, thank you for, for checking us out. And if you listen to every episode, thank you as well because we really appreciate everyone that, that listens to us every week and, and all the newcomers too. We want them all. So tell your friends, share the podcast, get it out there. Uh, we have fun on Fridays and you know maybe some other times in between if we decide to do some episodes or if big things come up, which... This week we got a lot to talk about. Yeah. Uh, if you're if you're a Bruins fan, totally.
1: I mean, I think we're going to be majority Bruins today. We, I don't even really think we'll talk about the Celtics, but we can address what has happened in the NBA since we last spoke. Um, yes. But uh, also one one thing just to add to that is uh, get involved, guys. We got you know we're on Instagram. We have a text number. We have a phone number. Give us a call. Give us a shout out. This is a space where everyone's opinion is welcome. Um, but is not necessarily treated equally or fairly, so don't don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> don't you know. <laughs> Bring the heat, you, you know. We don't have good takes. You don't have good takes. That's it. Welcome to balcony chatter. It's chatter. That's in the what balcony, this is all dude. about. You ever been to the yeah. sports game, not in the lower bowl? That's the vibe here, especially at the TD Garden.
0: Exactly. So, like I said, I mean, there's there's plenty to talk about. I don't even, you know, I, I, I suppose we'll start with the expansion draft because that's kind Why of we, the... Hold on,
1: let's just get the NBA out of the way. Congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks. No, 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 no.
0: No? Congratulations to Giannis. Congratulations to Jeff Teague. <laughs> okay, that
1: too. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations to Giannis. Uh, I feel bad for Milwaukee fans. I think they're stuck with a bad coach now. Um, yeah, Giannis is, uh, he's, he's incredible. He's he's really someone tweeted, and I think it was a former player that he might be. I think it might have been Scottie Pippen that he might be one of one. He might be a not like not even generational talent, like a once in a lifetime talent, and I I think that's accurate. Uh,
0: it's Look, very uh, he, here's the thing: it's like he's almost impossible not to like. I mean, how how can just, you? He just is.
1: I think exactly like his story I, I mean, like he, he's at least impossible not to respect where he came from and what he's doing right. now you cannot you like can hate, him even you can hate him you, you cannot can hate like the him, bucks if you don't yeah right yeah. which i do i hate the
0: bucks <laughs> right I like exactly Giannis. i do like Giannis. yeah no i mean definitely shout out to him it's it's awesome that he you know he 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 was gonna get a ring at some point he, he was gonna win that and you know it's nice for him to get it now because I would imagine that this isn't going to be the last time he gets there, whether that's with the Bucks or wherever he ends up down the road. I mean, now he kind of he he promised that he was going to he was going to do it. You know, he said he was like, I'm not going anywhere until this team wins. And, you know, we're going to do it. And he did. So, you know, now he can really do whatever he wants. I know that he's not the type of guy because he just was giving everybody a hard time about super teams and all that kind of jabbing at LeBron and some of these other guys who build super teams and
1: jabbing at these guys who are just
0: praising him on Twitter too. Yeah.
1: It's pretty sick.
0: (laughs) I I mean, he, so realistically he could do whatever he wants now. He's got the championship and of course you're going to play every year wanting to win that championship. Why would you not? But I mean that he has that first one out of the way. And now it's like, if I never win another one, at least I can retire saying that I won one.
1: He's in He's in a rare echelon. He's one of th- three. There's two different stats that he's in, in company with. Uh, Michael Jordan's in both of them with him, and, and one of them's Hakeem Olajuwon, and the other one's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, either that or I, someone made an incorrect infographic, and it's the same stat. But uh, the H- Hakeem Olajuwon, I believe, one is uh, him, Giannis, and MJ are the only three to win... Multiple MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and Finals MVP.
0: Well, I mean, I've I've heard of Giannis. I, I've never heard of those other three guys, so I have no idea if they're any good or not. But I'm just gonna <laughs> guess that they are. Um, just it's just a hunch. I don't really know, but oh
1: man, you, you happy for a second? I was like, does not know <laughs> Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah.
0: I don't know who <laughs> Michael Jordan like, is. Yeah, I was
1: like, oh wait, he knows the other two.
0: Wait, so that 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 other guy? He's the one that was on that new Little Dicky show, right? Uh, yeah, Kareem, K- Kareem Abdul Jabbar, yes.
1: Yeah, he was yeah. in a
0: in a little dicky song. He's I a think, TV so.
1: writer now, straight up, and actor. I, it's it's okay. It's a thing you can look it up. And He's he accredited. used to play basketball. You're saying he used to play basketball. He really didn't do anything besides have a friend who got a show running job who gave him a shot as a writer and, um, hmm. you know, everyone's path is different out here in Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes sometimes you're arguably the greatest player to ever play. Or the greatest center day to play, and uh, you're seventy <laughs> years old and writing content for young adults. It's interesting.
0: Hmm. I wonder if his career will take off yet. Like, I mean, he's u- he's get the you know he's he's up there in age, but maybe it'll start soon for him. Look, he ran out I of hope.
1: basketball awards a long time ago, and the ability to even attain any more. I mean, hmm. he could have coached or whatever. He didn't do anything like that. So, yeah, hey, yeah. he's you he, he can go for the EGOT now. You know, the Emmy, Shout the Golden Globe, him. the Oscar, and the Tony.
0: Why not? Why not Kareem? Let's go. Let's go. Shout out to Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Shout out to little Dicky. Um shout
1: out to the Lakers who uh won most of their titles or four of their titles in the wrong place so it doesn't really count.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Definitely shout that one out. Talk but anyway, talking about Kareem to... so much. I don't, I don't know, I just felt like I uh, <laughs> had to touch on it. Love it. <laughs> congrats to Giannis and to Teague and to the Bucks, I suppose. I mean, hey, and um, Bobby Portis,
1: man. Also, we'd be remiss to not mention even though I don't love him as a basketball player, but that's because he is good at what he does and he is annoying, which is his job for what he does. Shout out to Massachusetts' very own Pat Connaughton on the on the title and he was relevant, and he played relevant minutes down the stretch. So, shout out to the local boy. Got to give the local boy a shout out.
0: Is um are the Suns cursed now? Ah. Uh, Did Suns and Four Guy curse them and then I don't know see, if the Suns so there was are cursed a, there was another or thing. Chris Paul's cursed. There was an, another thing where um, Charles Barkley was guaranteeing a win by the Bucks, but also rooting for the Suns because, of course, he played there and wanted right. to see them win it finally. And he never got to win it because of some other guy that we mentioned earlier um, named Michael Jordan, uh-huh. who I'm just learning about for the first time on this episode. Yeah. And I think that I think they're cursed. Wait, man. Tell you, wait till I tell you about the Space Jam prequel.
1: It's actually good.
0: Um I don't believe that. That's a whole other thing we're going to get into, but not today.
1: <laughs> the prequel's good. Um, or or actually, a lot of us just call it the first one. And uh, a lot yeah. of us just recently found out it should have been the only one. But, um, yes. yeah, I mean, Chuck's a riot. Chuck's just good television. I don't think Chuck has the ability to cause a curse outside of all he did for his own career. And, you know, it was pointed out to me that I, I knew he played for a lot of different teams, but I never realized that that was kind of looked at as potentially the first title-chasing career we saw. Um, I, I certainly had just heard that recently, so I don't feel like he really wears that badge too much or too heavily. I don't think the Suns are cursed. I think the Suns are young, and I think the Suns are very talented, and I think the rest of the league should be scared about what the Suns just did because, yes, Chris Paul had a lot to do with it, but Chris Paul is replaceable in that roster. With another solid, you know... Like you can't replace that locker room vibe, but now they have it. And also, Monty Monty's not going anywhere. Monty Williams, I I want to critique some of what he did in the finals, but I want to call out that he is just I one hell of a coach, and I would love for him to be my coach. You know, I I think the Suns have a very solid, very long term organization there. They need to lock in these dudes who are looking up. You know, we lock in Aiton right away, lock in whoever else I think Booker's do. Gotta lock all these guys in, but the core is there. And Chris Paul is going to fall off a cliff in age anyway, and I think the Suns are still going to be there. Uh, that being said, is Chris Paul cursed? I think he might be. There's also the entire <laughs> Scott Foster Hot discussion take. that he's now 2-15 and 15, with 13 straight losses against Scott Foster in playoffs r- where Scott Foster officiates a game where Chris Paul is on the floor. Um, I don't think Scott Foster was the problem. I don't think the officials were the problem in Game 7. I think the Suns got beat, and they got beat good.
0: Wow I'm glad that you That you don't think That they're cursed I'm gonna continue to say That they're cursed Because I like it better that way yeah, And also true. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm saying Chris
1: Paul's curse So if he stays Then yes Okay I, That's fine I think Chris Paul Is destined to never win a title Oof And I like uh, Chris Paul But That's a curse I believe in Maybe he'll be That's all I gotta to say about three. that Yeah hey <laughs> he's got commercial money. I don't no one can feel that bad for him. All right, let, let's let's move <laughs> on.
0: Let's move on to the the <laughs> ice and all of the other things that are going on because there's a lot of Bruins news to talk about um and I think that we're going to touch on a lot of it and who knows how far we'll dig into it. So let's just let's do it now so that way we can give ourselves plenty of time to argue about everything that we have already.
1: I'm ready, man. This is uh good stuff.
0: And I think I think the best way to start this, this is to talk about the expansion draft because it's the thing that we've kind of been talking about for the last um, handful of weeks, the thing that we've been anticipating the most because we were unsure of who was going to get taken from all teams, but specifically from the Bruins. We had our, our thoughts. We had our opinions. Um, but I think that Seattle took the player that was the best option for them to take from the Bruins. And they took Jeremy Lozon. And unfortunately for us, that one's gonna hurt for a bit. Yeah. Because he was a very talented player as far as um he had a lot of potential and he had a lot, you know, he was young, he was a big body, he was tough. He was gonna be a guy who played a lot of minutes and played for a long time. And and I know that there's been a lot of speculation of people thinking that they were gonna take Clifton. Um or maybe a forward, but I doubt it. There weren't very many good forwards for them to choose from, from from the Bruins, but you know what you're getting with Clifton. You know, he's a a solid player, but he's nothing special as far as over-the-top talent. You know, he he is what he is, and he's consistent with the way that he plays, but you know what you're going to get. With Lozon, there's so much that he might grow into, and I think that he will, uh, that I think that that was the best-case scenario for them to take and worst case for the Bruins.
1: I agree. Um, I thought, I was i was actually, I, I don't want to say I was excited, but I, I was hopeful that Clifton was who we were going to lose um, because uh, I saw Lozon glaring there. I wanted to lose Lozon the least out of the names that we've said uh, to throw right. in another, the, the forward that they could have went for would, would be DeBrusque, right? That's probably the likely.
0: No, they, they actually uh, protected him. Oh, I didn't
1: realize that.
0: Yeah, I think that they probably would have taken him had they not protected him yeah. because, um, you know, he's a good player. But they don't. So, for, in my opinion, I think that there's something still out there that they're pursuing as far as a trade for Jake DeBrus because um, I don't, I don't think they wanted to lose him for nothing. Basically, was what would have happened if he went to Seattle. Uh, so I, I think that they protected him because they know that he has value in a trade, uh, whether they stack up picks on top of it and go for a big name player or something like that. But I mean, he has a lot of value as far as, you know, trying to pick up another player.
1: I, yeah, that's, and that's smart. And then I, I also think in that we didn't see, you know, we, we saw that the, the forwards were being protected and we left the defenseman up there for grabs. You know, in, in the essence of eating and owning my words from last off season, which was obviously not a year ago, but less than a year ago, where I didn't feel like we had bolstered our defense a, up enough. And now in seeing, you know, barring injuries, we had a cup running team through and through. Uh, I got some faith. I'm, g- I'm going to let Sweeney play this one out. And and, uh, you know, he I, I got to imagine he's, he knows he was expecting this and he and he's ready to act upon what, uh, you know, filling the filling those skates.
0: Yeah, and I think that there was a, another reason that Lausanne was taken was specifically because the, the head coach for Providence is now on the coaching staff of Seattle. So you have to imagine that this guy knows a lot about Lausanne, his playing style, his potential, all of that, because he saw him come up from being drafted to where he is now. I mean, that's not a very long time, but he's seen all of his progression. He's seen what he thinks that he's capable of doing. Before Lozon played for the Bruins, obviously, he, play, he played in Providence. So uh, I think that he didn't see that in Clifton, obviously, because he's a little bit older and because he probably didn't get him from the get-go. Uh, so I think that that's the reason Lozon was taken as well. And, and it's, it's a smart move, man. I mean, if you're looking for a very solid defenseman, for especially for a team that's starting out, then he's he's a he's your guy because he's big, he's tough, and he has so much potential. And he's not a big cap hit right now, so it's worth the risk for sure. Because he, like I said, you know what you're getting with Connor Clifton, but you don't know the ceiling yet for Lozan.
1: Yeah, um, I I think it's you know I think it's the biggest hit possible, um, and. Uh, he's I think this is going to be his page turning year this is going to be the next chapter I think he's going to be a top four guy for the Seattle um, and could he could work his way up to that top line he he started he started for the Bruins a number of times so um, yeah, yeah I, totally and I, I, I agree.
0: definitely agree I mean he was playing very well before he got injured at the uh, I believe he got injured at the outdoor game in Tahoe so He was playing super well up to that point and he obviously was showing a lot of promise and he was playing with McAvoy and stuff. So that was obviously going to help his game because he's playing with a guy who is your number, the number one defenseman. He's going to make you look good the best, you know, as often as he can. So uh, I think that had he stayed here and played with McAvoy for, you know, a couple of years, he'd be, I'm not going to say he'd be on the same level because I think McAvoy is one of those franchise players and Lausanne is not in my opinion, but I think that he would have been a very solid backup or or second player on that pairing.
1: Yeah. And, you know, but ultimately, and I agree, I don't think he's going to be Charlie McAvoy. No, um, but, absolutely not. But, you know, we, we we still don't know his ceiling, ultimately. No. So and that that's and always, it, it get, sucks. It's always gonna suck until later on when he sucks and we feel great about it. Um.
0: <laughs> right. And I don't I don't know like everybody's just so excited prior to the the entry draft or the expansion draft I mean, about getting a new team in the league and oh it's so cool, it's gonna be great and it's yeah, sure, it's fine, but then you get to the draft and everybody complains that their favorite players get taken or players they don't wanna lose, like Eberle from, from the Islanders. Giordano got taken from Calgary. I mean, a, a good amount of like a bunch of good players were taken, and then some very questionable ones too. Which I'm not going to get into the whole list, but you know, looking at their, if I their don't, I don't season, feel
1: that scared. I don't feel Vegas scared. No, of this team.
0: If their if their season were to start today, which it obviously doesn't, they're gonna make they're gonna go through the actual draft. They're gonna make trades, which they've already started. They get the first you know, pick, a, second pick. Okay. Um then they wouldn't be any team to be worried about. So until they start making some actual moves, they have a lot of money that they could pick up some free agents. Um, I'm not worried about them at all. And not to mention we're not in the same division or anything anyway. So right. whatever. Yeah. But it was a weird draft in, in my opinion of what they got and what their roster looked like after that. So I, yeah, but
1: I was, I was surprised with a lot of it. Um,
0: but as you said, I mean, we got to kind of keep our faith in Sweeney a little bit because he's he's got us to where we're at now. We've we've been in a good position over the last few seasons. We made it to the finals. We've had a very promising team. We've, you know, we've won the um President's Trophy and stuff like that. So until we fail, we have to kind of roll with him. So with that being said, <laughs> excuse me. I hate to say this until the Bruins actually post about it, but everybody is saying that Don Sweeney got a deal done for Taylor Hall four years six mil per year 24 million dollars uh and if that's the case no
1: trade everybody no
0: trade like uh, likely being a part of that as well no trade coverage yep if that is true because everybody verified and big name reporters are all reporting that it's basically a done deal then that's that's a great deal and I love it I love it, know, it for Taylor too I think that's more than he thought he might even get.
1: I think that's more than he would have settled with, and I'm, I'm happy to pay him what he deserves.
0: Yeah, I mean, I did see a, a meme online that was kind of funny that is pretty accurate as well. It was like, Taylor Hall, Taylor Hall says, I really want to stay I in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sweeney, okay. No, really, I wish I was drafted here. Yeah, Okay. Sweeney resigns him. Sweeney's the greatest GM of all time. It's like this kid said he wanted to be here. No, exactly. I'm just saying. I think he
1: wanted to be here to a point of four to five million dollars being okay, and so I'm glad he got six out of it.
0: Yeah, and I think it it, leaves it gives us it gives us room for more improvement as well. Hopefully to resign David Krejci because that's another thing that I wanted to talk about. Where Sweeney had mentioned today that that. Krejci still hasn't made a decision on what he wants to do, what his future is going to be, and I don't think that that means whether he's going to play for the Bruins or not in the NHL. I think that means whether or not he's going to play in the NHL in general.
1: I Yeah, I totally agree. I also just have some conspiracy hopes
0: that that was just
1: kind of like, uh, oh, I don't know if I'll play in the NHL, Seattle Kraken.
0: <laughs> well... No, he said that today, which was basically after the expansion draft and all that. Yeah, you so, got to cover
1: your ass, dude. You're going to make it seem like.
0: True, I guess. <laughs> you can't the day after be like, yeah, I'm coming back, Bruins. <laughs> well, that's kind of what people were speculating was going to happen with, with Weber, right? They were saying, you know, this guy's claiming that he's going to miss the whole next season and and he just doesn't want to get taken by Seattle. Come to find out, the GM of, of Montreal came out today basically saying he is going to miss all next season. And probably never gonna come back. He's probably done. His career is probably over.
1: What happened to him? I missed it. everything. Yeah,
0: you know, he had like a shoulder, a foot, a hand. Yeah, like a bunch of injuries that need need a bunch he of surgeries. Played the end of
1: the season, right? He played till they lost.
0: He, the the GM was like he he refused to miss a practice. You know he when you when you're the captain and you have the opportunity to go to the finals. I mean, to be fair, they had absolutely no shot at winning it. Um,
1: right, but they also thought they had no shot at getting as far as they did. So
0: that that's true too. Which they didn't. Um, but they did. He it. he was going to give it his all, especially if he really did think that this was going to be the end of his career. So you got to give him props for that, and it I've is very always, unfortunate.
1: I've always had a lot of love for Shea Weber.
0: Yeah, man. If that if 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 it really is the end of his career, you know, it's it was a good career, and I
1: think Hall of Fame.
0: The only thing he doesn't have is a is a cup, yeah, right? I mean, he's he's done I a lot he's of other statistically stuff. Statistically, pretty historical. He's he's definitely been a shutdown defenseman in this league. He's been a number one for years and years. I mean, he was a superstar in in Nashville. Um, he's had a great career, so it's really unfortunate to see players' careers end on injuries and stuff. Because I mean, we saw that with Kevin Miller. Not the same player, obviously. Not the same. Um, like level of of defensive uh ability but yeah but it doesn't still matter. nonetheless any, any career it ending in such a way exactly. is, is upsetting, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean I hope that's not the case for him. I hope that he can get back and I don't care if he plays for Montreal or whoever he plays for. I, I don't like to see that for anybody. So, you know, hopefully he has a recovery and or hopefully he just if he does have to end his hockey career, hopefully he recovers fully enough to enjoy retirement and enjoy the money that he made off of, unfortunately, getting beat up like this and having so many injuries because that there's nothing really worse than that than finally getting to retire from a sport that you played and gave everything to and then not being able to enjoy your retirement because your knees don't work or, you know, you can't you can't pick up your kid because your shoulder is, is busted or, you know, stupid things like that. So hopefully he gets a full recovery, whether that's hockey or just life in general, you know, so... Shout out to Shea Weber and I got, losing in the finals. I got no idea. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> the Habs. Um, I have no. Yeah. Uh, I have no
1: like info on this or anything like that, or even if he's like dabbled with it at all. But Shea Weber does seem like a guy who's going to stick to stick close to hockey after, and I could definitely see him on television be that in a small local sense or a full national sense. He's definitely got the personality for it. It feels like
0: sure. I mean, you notice a lot of guys who play for Montreal tend to do a lot of, whether it's radio work. I mean, you see, you've seen Nyland, you've seen PJ Stock doing a lot of stuff on TV for them. Um, A lot of the guys that actually play for the team tend to stick around because they love the culture and, you know, a lot of them are Canadian, which Nyland is not. He's from Boston, but he lives up there in Montreal and, and works on, you know, he has his own radio show and all that. So um, I think you're right. I think that if he still has the passion for it, maybe he takes a little time off and recovers and enjoys family, and then continues. But um, again, you know, speedy recovery and and shout out for losing in the finals.
1: <laughs> yeah. I hope you can come- <laughs> just want to throw that one in there one <laughs> more time. If, yeah, if you
0: if you want, I hope you can come back and do that
1: again. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I wish it was to
0: us. Um, S- speaking speaking of surgeries, though. Tuukka is, is up for surgery soon. I think it's, I don't remember if it was the end of this month or sometime next month, but um, if it's this month, it's coming up real quick and he'll be yeah. in recovery or he'll be working on rehab and all of that for, you know, the foreseeable future until I think they said at least January, February. So that's still a big question mark going into this year and also his contract as well. If he is to play hockey again, um, you know, what do they give him and how long and, does he get put directly on long-term injury reserve or what do we go? Where do we go from there? And like I said, big question mark that we'll have to wait and see what happens with that.
1: Damn. Yeah.
0: But it's, it, for me, it's all aboard the sway train. Anyway, I've been on this. I've been been on this train. I've been on this train. I'm just, I'm just
1: looking at the other train I want that train to be okay. But yeah, yeah, I'm on the, I'm on the sway train all aboard.
0: Yeah, totally. I can't, I can't wait. Um, Speaking of, actually, now that, that that reminds me that I don't remember if we said it on the last episode because I don't remember if it happened or not, but shout out to to Yaroslav Halak, who is no longer a part of the Bruins, and his um, agent had basically come out and said that the Bruins and Halak will not be pursuing a new contract extension, that they'll be parting ways, and he expects to continue playing, and he expects to um, you know, get some offers come free agency and... You know, hopefully hope for the best for him he he was a great backup he was he was you know one of the main reasons that we made it to the finals in 2019 giving Tuca a lot of time off we're splitting time there um so you know huge shout out to him because he was great for us I loved him you know I wish that he could have stayed here um if the circumstances were different you know Rask was regularly regularly healthy Halak was the backup Swayman was kind of continuing his progress in, in Providence for another year. It'll only help his, his, um, you know, experience in my opinion, but you know, it's, it's time for a new, the team's been changing the last couple of years. Anyway, we got a new captain. We got McAvoy's really coming into his own. So, you know, times are changing and the gave us a lot, but I, we appreciate, we all appreciate what he's done for us, but just wanted to shout out to him. And, and, uh, we know that he's listening and, uh, you know, hopefully he can continue his career somewhere and, and make an impact. Yaro, Yaro, baby.
1: Um, he'll have suitors. i got to imagine he'll have suitors.
0: I, I would imagine as well. But.
1: So, um, some of the names you see come in at backup still. I think Halak. <laughs> I think Halak. Can be. find a spot. Yeah, I think he could. goaltend circles around some of those guys, Sure.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if you see him end up somewhere in like New Jersey who needs who could use a a solid veteran backup or you know th- th- cuz unless they get a big name goalie in the off season we we don't know that yet but I could see him being a good fit over there. Yeah.
1: And uh you know in its own sen- in its own right props to Swayman for, you know, being a little ahead of schedule there.
0: Yeah. Very interested to see how he does next year, assuming that he is the actual starter because I've heard a lot of conflicting rumors and, and people saying things that he's not going to play for the Bruins. He's going to play for Providence. They're saying that they're going to run with someone and Vladar, which doesn't make any sense to me. Like, you would have to go out and get a goalie in order for that to happen, and you already have one, but mm, I, I don't know. That. I don't know how that's going to that. work. I think
1: Vladar showed he's very scared in the playoffs. Um, don't like that.
0: Well, maybe he's the backup to whoever is this veteran goaltender you bring in here for the time being until Tuka's ready, but I just don't see why you wouldn't give the opportunity to Swayman and give him, you know, if he goes and he I loses agree. 5 games straight, send him to Providence, you know, it's it's sure, not working yeah. out. He needs some he needs some time down there, but I don't I don't see why you wouldn't do it. He the kid looks like he is extremely confident in net. He doesn't look scared of anything. He loves the shootouts, which that makes him a psychopath in in his own right. You know, like, I, I just give him a shot. It's worth it. If he's going to be your future number one, it's time. Now, there's no better time than now with Tuca being potentially laid up for months. And him being the most
1: promising young guy we've seen since Tuca.
0: Right, exactly.
1: Just, like, by, by a mile. So this is stupid. This I hope that's just incorrect rumors. That's... Stupid. That's not
0: helping the timeline for the rest of Patrice Bergeron's career. Right. Exactly. Again, I mean, you you reassess if he ends up playing like garbage. That's when you decide. But I don't see why. I mean, the kid won like nine out of eleven games or something like that last season. His his goals against was just right. He's ready, man. I think. Like the offense,
1: like he had shutouts in those games.
0: Yeah, it wasn't just the offense showing up. He just looks confident and he looks cool in there. Like he doesn't look nervous, he doesn't look rattled. He looks like he's got it. But I wonder we'll if see. there's something about how
1: I wonder if there's something about how like Vladar has played against more teams, you know? Like is Swayman seen in this almost negative light because he's only been up against 7 different teams and maybe not even all Who cares? of those?
0: I agree, who cares, who, but like, do you think... Vladar hasn't think played that many games ag- yeah. against other teams. Yeah, I I mean, listen, I'm anti-Vladar. I've never thought
1: he was really it, or has it.
0: I think he's going to be a good backup, but that's about it. He's also very tall. That's the one thing we can say about him for sure, and that's a fact that he is tall.
1: Uh, I, yeah, and I always think that's a bummer if you're a goaltender. <laughs>
0: Um, I mean but but to be fair, I think I saw that Haggerty was one of the people reporting this, so take it for what it is. Also don't wanna know don't wanna really go basing things off of his opinions because you know Well, you know,
1: Haggerty would have done the
0: same thing if he was running the crack and, and take Lausanne. Well, he also, you know, if he was in goal, he would have saved all of them anyway. Yeah. You know, so um One other thing before I move on to the NHL schedule being released or the Bruins schedule, more importantly, uh, is that the Bruins seem to be out on Tarasenko. I mean, I know that we were one of the teams that were on his potential list of where he would accept a trade to. It was us, the Islanders, I think New Jersey, a couple other places. And I think that uh, the last thing I saw was the Bruins are out and New Jersey is in talks with the blues about him potentially going there. And, Somebody again. It was it was a very verified account that had said if you know the talks that they're having is that St. Louis would retain half of his salary. Jesus, that's four million dollars or something like what? that. That's that's worth taking a shot on a guy that's potentially damaged goods.
1: Oh my goodness!
0: For a guy who could still maybe score forty goals, but pick the phone. The, also, back the, up. the rumors are that he is. I, I, they're they're saying that the injury might be worse than they're leading on, and the reason that he wants out of St. Louis is because they didn't give him the opportunity to get the surgery that he felt that he needed, and he was upset with their staff and and all of that. That a, now he a wants Kawhi
1: out. type situation.
0: Mm, Kawhi with potentially Kawhi with the Spurs. Yeah,
1: yeah. Wow. Um, take a flyer on Terrence. <laughs>
0: I mean, definitely a developing story that we will have to check back in on. I
1: hope that we are checking in at a fraction of what the Bruins are checking in on. I hope we are not out on him.
0: Yeah, I agree. But, actually, I keep thinking of things that I want to talk about every time we end end up at the end of something. So, Uh, they also also, um, put out some qualifying offers for three players on the Bruins. Okay. Nick Ritchie, I like it. Uh Zach Snission. Okay. And Andre Kasha, 2.6 million dollar qualifying offer for a guy who's played 8 games or something like that and been injured and he is apparently unfortunately injury prone and damaged goods. Like where does this 2.6 million dollar winger fit onto this team? Where? Say say that they re-signed David Krejci where does he fit on this team?
1: He's on the fourth line.
0: He's not on the fourth line because, as of right now, your fourth line is Trent Frederick, Curtis Lazar, and uh, a guy named Chris Wagner. So you're going to pay a a guy two point three million to sit on the fourth line when Lazar I think gets paid like eight hundred thousand. I just I just don't see the logic here because the reason to to put so out that's the qualifying extended. offer
1: that's out that's that's done.
0: Well, here's the thing. The reason that you put out the qualifying offer is so that they don't go from a restricted free agent to an unrestricted free agent. Yeah,
1: but at $2.6 million, it, who the hell cares?
0: No one's going to pay him that. In my Yeah, in my opinion, you let him go to free agency. If someone takes him, great. If Let him go to free agency. If, no and if one you ta- want
1: him that bad, throw him $800,000.
0: <laughs> well, throw him a mil and a half. Or one point six or whatever you think that he's worth. You really think that he's worth almost three million? Because I don't. Not even close. And and my biggest thing Craig is Craig like, Smith gets paid three million. S- even if he was worth that money, where does he fit? Because I don't see it. Because your third line is Yeah, I mean, I'd rather keep Richie over Akasha right now, but your your third line is Richie, uh, Coyle and Jake Debrusque. So unless they plan on trading Jake DeBrusque or, you know, there's got to be something in there that they're working on because that makes no sense to me.
1: I don't, I don't, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I think Kasha could be better than he has for us and like could play and he's had a couple of good games in the, in the few games that he's played, but I, I, I agree. don't care. I'm, I'm good. It's just not worth the risk in my opinion for that type of money. The money's insane. It, I don't care either. I don't care anyway. The money wasn't insane. I don't I don't see why we're doing that.
0: Let it go. It didn't if it's work. A, if it's a million, it's worth a shot to me. You think it's you think it's to, for pasta at all? I know they're boys. No, I don't. Because it's not like they're playing together. It's not like any of that. I mean, I think that yeah, they, they out, are they
1: go out and get in COVID protocol together all the time.
0: I think that it's more so that they think that he has more to give and that they want to see what he has, and Sweeney doesn't want to be responsible for giving up a first-round pick for a guy that only got to play a handful of games and didn't get to show what he did. So I think that it's more so that Sweeney doesn't want to take credit and have to eat a first-round pick and then get destroyed by the media and the fans.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's certainly, it certainly, on the other side of that coin, it kind of feels like he's trying to like be like, no, I, I believe in my trades from last year's trade deadline.
0: Yeah. Because that, that was mean,
1: the trade. It was Richie and, and
0: him. I mean, he would be he would be dumb not to take that two point six million. He would because it's not it's not that it's a it's not that it's a done deal. It's that they offered it to him or something like that. I'm not an expert on qualifying offers. I'm not even like you take the qualifier because you can still or he just has that in his hands.
1: If someone and then if someone offers him more, he'll obviously take that, right? Um, Or maybe he doesn't want to get paid two point six million to sit on the bench. Maybe he wants to play. Maybe he'll go take two or one five that somewhere. Ins- that
0: would be insane. But yeah, I mean, I suppose you're right. But at, that's the whole thing too, right? Like, so if they gave him this qualifying offer, that's so that he could not become an unrestricted free agent. So, is anyone even able to offer him anything? Because I don't think they are. No,
1: they are. They can go higher. That's the I, if it's anything like the NBA, that's what it is. Okay, the qualifying offer is out. You can beat that, and then we as the Bruins have the opportunity. To match it, or not.
0: All right, so we're screwed.
1: So we're screwed because yeah, no, no one's going to give him more than 2. nobody's paying dollars. an
0: injured guy that yeah that's played a handful of games 100%. that much money. Um, yeah, yeah the the
1: only reason to put out a qualifying offer is
0: so you can match someone's offer that goes above that. Jeez, stupid. I mean, I'm sure it has something to do with salary arbitration and all that. If they were to take if you were to take us to arbitration, then. He would probably get something like that anyway. I have no idea. There's there's a lot more research that needs to be done um, about that. If if I wanna you know talk on it some more, but I think that we should. I mean, was he something on.
1: special in Anaheim that we missed? That he hasn't been here because he's been injured.
0: I mean, he's supposed to be a thirty goal scorer. You know, like that. That's what he's supposed to be consistently. Yeah. And unfortunately, we haven't seen that yet. We haven't even seen a glimpse of that. We yet, even have so twenty. N- no, not even close. Not even
1: ten. I don't know. Well, I don't know.
0: There's a lot of potential there, but I mean, he's also coming off a big injury that laid him up for a long time. So we'll see. But good news, we do have some good news. Aside from Taylor Hall potentially being re-signed by the Bruins, the schedule has finally been released.
1: Or At least the Bruins has.
0: Yeah, I actually I don't we, know I heard about we league-wide, beat but
1: the league out or something. Or okay, that's fine. I saw a tweet fine.
0: that made it seem that way. Our home opener and season opener—I I believe it's season opener, October sixteenth against the Dallas Stars, which is random, but um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Let's go.
1: The bees versus the Green Bees. Me and Brian call them the Green versus- Bees. You know, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yeah, just because they have Sagan and they used to have Louis yeah. Erickson, so we call them the
0: Green Bees. <laughs> um, there's some interesting, interesting dates. Uh, that we have on this, we have a lot of good weekend games. If you're a fan of either traveling for games or you know, just relaxing on a weekend and watching a good game, we got Toronto on the weekend. We've got some Montreal, um, Philly games on weekends. Um, so I'm looking forward to those because uh, I'm looking to get out to a couple of them. And uh, our first game against the new Seattle team is in, I believe, February. Yeah, the beginning of February, February first, we play at, or no, at home we play against Seattle, and then we play at Seattle after the potential Olympic break, and that would be February twenty fourth, which then they actually roll right into your, the right roll right into your trip out there. So yeah,
1: that that that's the that's also the longest uh, road, uh, <clears throat> longest road stretch of the season. Starting in Seattle and ending in Columbus, Ohio. Strangely, mostly the West Coast, though. I believe it's Seattle, and then the Sharks, and then L.A. Yep. Then uh, Ana Anaheim, Vegas, and then Columbus to close that out. So yeah, I want to hit a lot of those for sure. I've never been up for San Jose, but maybe
0: if I do the whole so,
1: Seattle thing, because I want to do the Seattle thing. It's just you know, never know what my life is going to be next next February.
0: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I ever said this on the on the podcast but san jose is the one that i want to go to the most yeah it's always been like you know i've always liked the sharks if i ever had to pick a second team or a team that i rooted for if the bruins were out and they happen to be you know still in it or you know it doesn't really matter because they're in the west so it doesn't affect us it's not like we're playing a bunch of games that affect standings against them so
1: do you know i um, i don't know if i've ever told you this one of my one of my good buddies big sharks fan we got to get him on really yeah
0: for, yeah, let's do it, man. I, I'm. He's a fantastic
1: so, drummer for a band called Tennis System, and he also does instruments for this band called Yolklore. But um, yeah, we, we gotta get Garen on, dude. He would he would be elated to hear you say that.
0: I uh, yeah, let let's do it for sure. i I'm to be honest with you, I'm really thinking about after hitting the Seattle game in February, going out to San Jose, and then maybe flying home from there. Um, but we'll see. I I'd love to get out there. That would also give me the opportunity to... I think you should do Get Vegas. San Jose out of the way. You do Vegas. And then after... like, I feel like I have to do two separate trips. Do a San Jose trip and then do an L.A. and Anaheim trip. Is so. it that
1: far? It's like a week apart. Or are you going to do a year apart? You gonna do it like I'm next
0: saying next year, season, yeah. maybe do the L.A. trip or whatever. Yeah. So... But I'm going to be out there in two weeks anyway. Let's go. We're going to be having a... Go. We're going to be doing a new episode... With a bunch of you know a bunch of friends that have been on here, um, it's going to be basically the the balcony chatter all star game. Um, so anybody that's listening, if you want to get in on it too, send us a voicemail and we'll play it. We'll get you on there. Um, we try to get as many people as possible and have a have a super fun episode.
1: Absolutely, man. It'll be fun. I can't any wait. other
0: games? Any other games on the schedule that that you are looking forward to? Anything that you're. Um, you know, thinking about uh,
1: you know, I'm just as always, <clears throat> excuse me, very excited to see him out here. Um, yeah, there was a tough stretch where I think it's Montreal. We got a back-to-back with the Lightning. I'm excited about. We get, I think there's a Montreal, Washington, and something or other, and then the uh, the Western Conference trip uh, in Canada. I'm excited for.
0: Ooh, you know it could be very interesting now that I'm looking at it again. We play Toronto the last game of the season in Toronto. That could be yeah. a very big playoff implication game. Totally. Definitely. Um, so I think we should probably head up there and probably get into some
1: trouble, let's just say. I'm in. Also, <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm excited the schedule's out. I, I like it. I, I think it's pretty favorable. Uh, we got a five-game home stretch that's our longest, six-game road stretch that's our longest. Um, but no like holiday games or anything really stuck out to me this year where I'm like pinpointing. Obviously we had Tahoe last year and whatnot, but yeah,
0: we have the black Friday game or the day after Thanksgiving. That'll be typical. Yeah. Yeah, That should be a good one. So, so
1: no, I'm I'm just, I'm excited to see the Bruins in the Staples Center again, man. It's been a long, actually, I, I don't think I've ever seen the Bruins in the Staples Center. So, well, now's the time. Now's the time. Been to games out here. Been to Anaheim, terrible stadium. Hope not to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> been to Vegas, terrible people. Honestly, the stadium's—I mean, the stadium's weirdly small and like feels like a college, a Boston college-sized uh, stadium. But uh, the people are aw- awful, awful people. <laughs> Hate
0: them. <laughs> I mean, I'm. I'm sure we're going to continue to say that every time we talk about it. So if the
1: ducks were. If the ducks were better, you would hear me complain about ducks fans more. But they suck, so I don't have to talk about it. But they're awful, and they're a Disney made team. And I'm. <laughs> it's cool in a way, but it's
0: really it sucks. Also, you know, it's kind of they're lame. Well, hopefully, hopefully you'll be able to see a couple wins because the Kings aren't very good either.
1: Man, the Kings are bad, but it, I do, <laughs> I do like it when the Kings are good. I got some. Uh, Kings are my second team because, shout out to the Manchester Monarchs, man. I you yeah. Know, I watched Jonathan Quick play when I was in middle school, and uh, Alex Martinez, so who's still in the league but now a uh, Golden Knight. But uh, I I don't know. I got so, I got a lot of love for the Kings and Quickie, and I like Dowdy and stuff. Uh, uh, Daryl Sutter, I think leaving was tough for them, and uh, I don't know. It's, it's it's this town's more fun when the when the Kings are good, and it really doesn't affect the Bruins. So. Do you think that you're gonna go to the Seattle game when they play there? Yeah, I definitely want to do that. Um, yeah, I would imagine they might
0: have one or two, right?
1: Are they divisional um,
0: now? Yeah, no, they're. Pro- I don't know if they're divisional, but they should. They probably play twice because
1: of the conference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I totally. I want to see the Kraken. Um, I want to get up to a game Those there new- and stuff. I I really like the franchise. We'll see if they make some moves, man. Because right now it's just it kind of feels like a dumpster team. I
0: don't know. Very random. Well, you might be watching an AHL game with the Kings and the Kraken. Oh my god! (laughs) But those, I will say that those Kraken away jerseys look very sharp. Yeah,
1: I I think the logo, uh, the name confused me for a while, but the you know the branding
0: is on point. I'm into it. All you that all you guys out there that are new newly fans of the Seattle Kraken, which I don't know how you would be unless I got my buddy Moses from Seattle, who's who's a big Kraken head. He's a crackhead.
1: Yeah, he's a crackhead. (laughs)
0: Nice. Yep. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting out to the crack house. Um see, meeting some crackheads <laughs> um and, and going to the game and, and enjoying it, man. I, I'm looking forward to it. So I want the crack uniform,
1: dude. Honestly, I think those jerseys are tight. Oh,
0: if you if you had the, the hat, the jersey, you'd be all cracked what out. What if I <laughs>
1: what, what if I get a Lausanne crackhead jersey?
0: That'd be pretty sick. I might do that. Shout out I, to Jeremy Lausanne. Shout out Jeremy Lausanne I, I hope he gets some um, of that money. Yeah! Shout out to all the crackheads. Shout out to my crackhead uh, Moses. Looking, f- <laughs> looking forward to meeting you all. Yeah. <laughs> oh
1: man. Uh, well, I mean, we should make new stickers I, that say BC loves the crackheads, and you should hand them out there.
0: Oh yeah. I I think I think that's a great idea. Yeah.
1: I got I get them from time to time, dude. You'd be surprised. All
0: right. Well, looking forward to officially seeing the Taylor Hall re-signing and seeing all the other, you know, potential re-signings that we're hopeful for and maybe pick up one or two guys in, in, uh, Just on wood in over this offseason. Here. Someone's got it. Huh? Just
1: me knocking on wood over here. Someone's got it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> looking forward to all of it. So, hopefully next week we have a better update on some players getting re-signed and, you know, maybe our roster starts coming into form a little bit here now that the um, – the freeze has been lifted after the the draft, the expansion draft. And also we'll have an update next week about the actual draft, whether we traded our pick, whether we made an actual selection, um, a lot of potential. So we will, we will update on all of that. And uh, like I said, everybody that's new listening to us, thank you for checking us out and everybody who listens to us every week or even occasionally, we appreciate you too. Um, tell all your friends about us and, and, keep spreading the podcast and help us grow and help us do some um, other stuff that we want to do and have planned and we want to, yeah. you know, get other people involved yeah, too. So thank you guys for listening. Us,
1: please. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we we got some, we got to do our Celtics take cast coming up too. So absolutely get some more basketball going now that basketball's wrapped up. What's president Brad got up his sleeves.
0: Ooh, we'll see. Only time will tell at this point. Yeah, that's for sure. We'll give updates next week. We'll be back on Friday as always. And uh look forward to 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 talking a talking about all of the stuff that I mean every week there's gonna be some new new news. So looking forward to it and uh you know we'll be back next week. Thanks guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks Jay Weber. Didn't see it coming, got me hanging on by a thread it was all in my head watched too many movies